And welcome to the Daily Autism Radio Show. This is a radio show by autism parents, and of course it is for autism parents, as we try to connect all the dots in this special needs world known as autism and having kids on the spectrum and all the products and services that can help your life, simplify your life, bring this community together. That is what we're all about. And of course, we are online and on the web 24-7 at dailyautism.com. Big show today where we really want to focus a lot on, on the actual services that can help families of autism. Um, we really have a lot of info that we've been researching all week, so I want to get to that real quick. Our partners, WarriorMom.org, more on Warrior Mom and Tracy Slepsevic coming up later in the show. The original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach, more on Krabby Bills, our favorite spot coming up. And America's Only Autism Hotline, which you can get more info at, at DailyAutism.com. So, some of the things we've been researching this week, and really it's amazing how many people aren't aware or just sort of scratch the surface of what's available to help your family. And I'm talking everything from financial services, uh, opportunities to get an education, to be paid to get an education, things like diapers and pull-ups, the ability to be compensated to take care of your special needs child or have members of your family or friends be compensated to take care of your uh, special needs child. The federal services, including Social Security and a wide array of other things, just so many things out there. And again, you know, some of this is for some people and some of it for others. Some of it's just not for everybody, but it's no point in keeping this stuff a secret as it helps a lot of people. I also want to touch, too, briefly on, you know, if you watch anything on TV, you know, a game or if you stream shows, even if you get on social media, you can't help but see all these ads about these autism lawsuits. I want to scratch the surface of that, too, and see what see what that's all about. And, uh, you know, whenever you're dealing with class action lawsuits, there's there's so many layers to it. But with this community, the autism community, I thought it would be important to really evaluate, really dive deep into what it's all about, the possibilities, and uh, so we'll share some of the research that we've done on that coming up. Before that, we'd love to connect with you on our social medias, dailyautism.com. That, that will link you to all of our social medias, very active on Facebook and TikTok, LinkedIn, and of course we do LinkedIn's only autism newsletter. And again, get links to all of those social channels at dailyautism.com. So I think the first thing is, is how did we get here? You know, why are we talking about all of these resources that are so important for parents of autism, programs, benefits? I mean, everything you can find, scholarships, grants, it, it really could be a full-time job just, re, just doing the research, right? Like just trying to figure out what's out there. That would be, that would be way over 40 hours in a week. And the good news slash bad news is, especially for parents of autism, because I go through this too, so many things exist, but then so many things die off. Then good things, good new things are added, but then some of the things that were beneficial in the past, they die off too. So it's a lot of give and take. It, it is a big kind of tug of war where you've got this rope and you're going, what's available for my child? You know, that's the interesting thing about this that a lot of people have to realize this is for the betterment of kids. How can we gain function with these kids? How can we help these kids 
gain function. Really tough as an autism parent to, to look at your child and say, they can't do this. Will they ever do that? How can I help them get there? Can I get just a, a little bit of function, just a little, a little positivity, a little growth, a little understanding? And I think that's the real tough part, you know, is especially, you know, it's easy to compare your child to, to maybe their siblings, your other kids. And you say, gosh, I just, I want them to do that. What can I do? So you look for these programs, you look for these services, you look for anything possible, different therapies, and you have to keep going and going and going. I say it all the time. I think the best autism parent is the researching autism parent who is always researching. And it's not just Google, by the way. And I caution a lot of people about Google because the fundamental of Google is they're going to give you the stuff that people paid for first, right? It's, it, it's keyword-based. Companies or people, they buy these keywords, and that's kind of what they want you to see first. That's, it, it, it's a business. If I'm looking at Google, instead of Google.com, I'm looking at Google.scholar as it pertains to autism research, you know, the stuff that scholars were a part of. And even that at times is uh, you still got to you got to kind of weigh that out. But research could be and I know this is like, you know, out of the 1900s, but actually picking up the phone. Right. And <laughs> we've all got them. We all carry them with us. But making a phone call and, and, and talking to somebody and, you know, sending somebody a message on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook, you know, trying to find information. What's out there? I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about services here in Florida. And, you know, what specific therapy centers would accept certain, whether it was insurance or grants or scholarships. And, you know, my thing is, is cut down the time that you're taking to try to figure all this out. Here's what you do. Call the therapy centers and say, hey, do me a favor. Could you email me everything that your clients use to have their kids go there and get training or education, you know, whatever it is, all the different therapies, products, services, you know, that way I can start going, you're kind of funneling the, the, you're kind of funneling the information. So instead of casting this big wide net and going to Google, you know, you're, you're just going to the places that you want your kids to wind up at and say, Hey, do me a favor. Can you just tell me everything that your clients use? And so that way I can start attacking and see what I can get for my family and my kid. I think that's the best way to do it. And obviously the therapy centers, these organizations, whatever you're trying to to get to help your child, it's in their interest to give you the best information because at the end of the day, they they want to help you. They want you as a client. They want to bring you under their umbrella. So picking up the phone, calling these organizations, calling these therapy centers, and just say, hey, just say, here's my email. Just send me the email. And I'll start attacking it from there. I think that's a really, really good way uh, to save your time and a special needs parents. My goodness, time is, you know, time is the most valuable commodity for anybody on earth because we, we don't know how much we have, right? We don't know how much. It, it, like money, you know how much money you have. You can just get online and go to your bank account, look at your assets and say, oh, this is what I've got today. And if I don't do anything today, this is what I'll have tomorrow. But time, we don't know what we've got. Right, we don't we, we don't know how much we've got, so it is the most precious commodity. I think at the end of the day, the amount of time you can control is that is being rich. 
especially for special needs parents, parents of, uh, of autism. You know, many times you got to spend time with your other kids who are not special needs, so they need non-special needs time. Of course, your special needs child needs a lot of time, and he, needs, he or she needs special needs time, which is much different than non-special needs time. If you're a special needs parent, you understand. So get in touch, one-on-one communication with those therapy centers and organizations and say, hey, help me help you. Just steer me in the right direction. Where do I go so that I can get in with you guys under your umbrella? I think that's a big thing. The other reason is why we talk about these products, why these services, these uh, grants, scholarships, really just opportunities. Let's look at the raw numbers. Now, I I pulled up this average, and I think it's interesting. So to raise a non-special needs child, this is in the United States, and this is an average, is about $13,600 a year. So that's an annual, and this is from birth to 17, okay? $13,000 a year, just over that. You start doing that math, and I, I, I think that makes some sense. You know, these are, now this isn't, you know, this isn't, your kid wants to play on the premier travel baseball team, which is 1500 bucks a month. That's, you know, that's not survival. It's great. <laughs> I mean, it's great. But th- this is talking about truly just surviving basic needs, okay? So non-special needs, about 13000 a little over about thirteen six in the United States. Let's go to a child with autism. $86,000 annually, birth to 17. It's not even in the same solar system, right? I mean, it's so beyond what you can imagine. Think about right now your bank accounts. Think about your assets. Think about your salary. And trying to do everything that you do, but subtracting about $86,000. And again, that's basic survival. And... I get non-special needs parents because we get, you know, we get it all the time, really on our social media platforms. You know, why do special needs parents always talk about having to spend so much more money than other people who don't have special needs parents? And, you know, I get that they don't get it, but, but as you get into this, it starts getting frustrating. You know, I get that they don't get it. And because, you know, three years ago, I wouldn't have gotten it, but, you know, now that we're in this position, we've just said, hey, you know, we're going to be we're going to be a mouthpiece, a media arm for this category of life. But think about everything you need. Let's just talk about the survival stuff, how we get to that number. That's a big number, about eighty five, eighty six thousand dollars a year to raise a child with autism a year. Think about the safety stuff, just everything that you can't do without. I mean, I'm thinking about my house now as I look out from our studio And I look at the doors. Well, the thing about our doors, most doors have one lock, and the lock is in the door handle. Well, our doors have two to three locks. You have the one in the door handle. Then you've got a deadbolt that needs to be higher because Cal can, you know, push a chair there or push a a big pillow or one of his uh, jumpy toys and get up and unlock the door. So then you got to have a lock even higher than that. You have like those door jam locks, and then you have those slider locks. So we've got that on all the doors. Then I look at our slider doors, which go out to the pool, and I'll get to the pool in a second. And the special locks needed for that. Why? Well, we talk a lot about autism and kids with autism eloping. 
Kids with autism tend to love water. It's that sensory thing. It's very soothing. That's very good and very bad. So while we love having, you know, our pool and we love living in Florida where we can use our pool, you know, most of the year, that pool can also, you know, really be a big problem. And, you know, we've talked before about the number one cause of death with kids with autism. So the special locks and getting out of the sliders. And, you know, these are the real deal, right? These are the kind that that they have to be fail-proof. They have to work 100% of the time. And I'm just talking about the the hardware. Of course, it's up to parents and everybody in the house to, to activate them. But from a construction and hardware aspect, they've got to be the best, right? You're not... You're not looking for a coupon for these things. You want the best. And you got to get the best people to install them. Think about outside of, uh, of the pool. So you get outside. You just can't have free access to the pool. So there's safety gating. Special safety gating. It's got to be a, you know, a certain type of strength. It's got to be a certain type of height. The people who install them have to understand that this isn't just to keep you know, an alligator out of your pool. This is to save a kid's life if they, in fact, get out of those big sliders. So that's got to be installed correctly and intelligently. And, you know, so what else do you need? Well, you, you just can't trust that all that stuff's going to work. There's human error everywhere because, you know, that we're humans. We're, we're supposed to make mistakes. <laughs> we're supposed to make mistakes. Well, the thing about that is you don't want to go through all of this you know, kind of emotional intelligence of let me figure out everything that we can do to prevent a problem, a disaster. You do all that, there could still be a problem. So what happens next? Well, we need to be able to see the pool 24-7, literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We need access to that thing, snap of our fingers. Well, you need to go out and buy cameras. Can't just buy one either because you need all angles. (laughs) So, you know, you got to buy the cameras, you got to have them installed, you got to make sure that, you know, the sensitivity is correct so that if anything gets close to that pole, you can see it, you can sound an alarm, you can get a neighbor to jump the fence, you can call 911. Truly, the list goes on and on. I think I've just spoke about doors and a pool and have gone on here for, for a few minutes. So the expenses related to just doors and a pool, and I guess I could take the pool thing one, one step further. Why do all of that? You know, why go through all of that and then your child can't swim? I mean, you've done all of this stuff, but why stop there? Why stop at the child? And so we've had to make heavy investments in specialized swim lessons. And I think we're on year three now. And even at that, Cal can't fully swim. If he goes in, he knows how he can get to a wall if he's not tired. But, you know, if you go underwater... Sometimes it's hard to get back up. Like I said, you're tired. You could be scared and confused because usually you're in the pool with your siblings and parents. So even at that, you know, who's going to make the investment in the additional swimming lessons, specialized training? And many kids who are autistic, it's, it's not like they do swim lessons for a summer and, and they learn. Our other four kids, they, they learned in a summer. And Cal's on his third summer, and we're still not there. And it's not the kind of thing where it's, you know, pay for one round of swim lessons and then you get a lifetime supply is until he learns. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. That'd be great. That'd be great. But it doesn't work like that. So 
the expenses that start mounting and mounting and mounting to get to that number, like I said, about $86,000 a year from birth to 17 to raise a child with, with autism. How about the, the food? Children with autism tend to really appreciate just a few food groups, and they want a lot of it, and that's all they want. So that's what you're purchasing. You know, we have a we have kind of a wild spectrum of, of food for Cal. Um, but that said, it's it's specific. You know, it's it's broccoli. We buy a lot of broccoli. Uncrustables, we buy a lot of uncrustables. I can tell you during the heat of inflation, and even though everyone says inflation's going way down, way down, I don't really feel that. I don't I don't see it's going way down. Um, certainly never going back to where we were a few years ago. That's not happening. But, you know, I got to tell you, even when you could buy Uncrustables after they jacked the prices up 38 40%, and the actual product got smaller, that was kind of one of the, the aspects of, of inflation that you honestly just had to laugh at. Okay, so we're charging, we're getting charged a lot more than we were, but then the product's actually physically getting smaller? It's like inflation plus, right? That was, that was, the, that was the pro that was the pro version of inflation, right? We didn't get the free version. We, we got the pro version. So, you know, there's all of that and then the special snacks and, and, and everything like that. But, you know, it's funny during, the, during inflation, um, I, I say funny because sometimes you do just have to laugh, but you couldn't even find them. You know, so we had to go find some offbeat brand. But if you know anything about autistic kids, they want what they want. They know what they want but they know when they're not getting what they want. So, you know, we had, we had a lot of instances where we were, we were buying things, and unfortunately, they were not getting used because it just wasn't what he wanted, expected, needed, and he figured it out. So food is another, another really big one. How about all the driving to all the different therapy centers, all the different specialized gyms with specialized equipment? That adds up. Gas. Time, paperwork, you know, and if you don't find the right scholarship, sometimes the right grant, this is, this is all out-of-pocket stuff. You're not seeing these professionals for free. I mean, these, these people are getting paid and rightfully show, uh, you know, they, they, they have received years, many years of specialized training, special degrees, um, very specialized certificates. And so, you know, there's... There's a, there's a high demand for that, and so there's obviously associated costs with that. So just kind of chipping away at that number, you know, $85,000, $86,000 a year uh, for, um, you know, to raise a child with autism. That's from birth to 17. Non-special needs child in America, about $13,000. And let's look again inside the house. How about the special sensory items you need inside the house. We've got a sensory trampoline. He needs that. He needs that to, to feel things. He kind of needs that to, it's very hard to explain, but to kind of get energy out and get energy in, that kind of starts the flow. All of the special sensory, I call them, you know, everybody calls them toys. Most kids wouldn't necessarily play with these things. These are really to get feelings to, to, to kind of get those sensory feelings from. But there's a variety uh, of those. We have a thing called a squeezer. 
and I'll do a horrible job explaining it. Just let me just tell you that kids that are non-sensory, that are that are non-special, they would not know what to do with this thing. It almost is how you would make some type of food. <laughs> you kind of press your body between these big foam rollers and you go through. And, and for kids with autism, many at least, uh, it really gives them that rush of emotions, kind of that, that, that sensory squeeze that they like, that they appreciate, and really that they need. Not free. Not free at all. There are a variety of, of, of other things. You know, Cal loves fish, so we do a lot of big blow-up fish toys. Play-Doh, which this is not the, this is not the Play-Doh that, that we grew up with, right? First of all, you really want to buy the toxic, non-chemical Play-Doh. And really the reason for that, well, there, there's an obvious reason, obviously. But on top of that is that they spend, many of them, so much time with these sensory-type things. So Cal gets this stuff. It's actually called dough. And it's about $68 in order. And it's like three buckets that come in. He can literally wear this dough out in one weekend. But again, he needs it. He needs it for that sensory rush. He makes baby sharks with it. We're into a big uh, Mickey Mouse catoodles stage where he makes the little toodles and different shapes and colors. And, you know, that's his weekend. And and it's good for him. It's good for his hands. It's, it's good for kind of those fine motor skills, which is really a, a huge challenge for a lot of these kids to develop. So, you know... I can't. I don't know how many thousands of dollars of of dough orders we've made over almost three years, but he needs them. You know, he needs them. Think about technology. A lot of people get sideways with this, but give me a break. Everybody, everybody has a laptop and an iPad, and Cal uses that. It's funny. He's kind of an old soul. He likes the old, um, the really old kind of cartoons. Uh, Tom and Jerry is a big favorite of his. Woody Woodpecker, um, you know, he, he really gets on these kicks with these older these older cartoons. And, and a lot of them, really, it's interesting, are the ones where the characters don't speak. They don't really say anything. Like Curious George, some of the characters talk, but George doesn't himself. So, you know, but you need devices for that. And children with autism, sometimes their devices, get the, they get the brunt of it. You know, there's a meltdown. While you're holding an iPad, maybe you can't download a video, maybe the internet goes down, and a lot of times um, the anger and frustration gets taken out on those iPads. We've been through a dozen. I think I'm being conservative there, but about a dozen. I feel good at I feel good saying 10. Uh, home run at eight, but I feel good saying 10. And again, not free. Unless occasionally you can find a scholarship or a grant that can deliver that to to the families. I think probably too, it's important to talk about when we talk about the annual cost of raising a child with autism, zero to 17, like we said, about $86,000 a year. How many families have two kids on the spectrum or diagnosed with autism? There's a lot. There's a lot. So, you know, it, it, as if the one nearly six figures wasn't tough enough and challenging enough, there are many many families who have two, three. So that number, by the way, you know, it's not, it's not like we said before. It's not like, okay, you have one child who has autism and, you know, it's about $86,000 a year. If you have the second, hey, we'll just call it even, we won't charge anymore. It doesn't work like that. And you may have, you know, children with, with different uh, functional levels. Actually, it's pretty much guaranteed. I mean, it's impossible really to have two kids with autism that would be nearly 
uh, identical in function. So some may need more. So that there really is the root cause of why I want to highlight some opportunities for parents of autism. Opportunities such as scholarships, benefits, programs, grants, things like that. Remember, you know, that number, $86,000 a year, a year for raising a child with autism. That's the average compared to 13000 for a non-special uh, needs child. But that really is the reason why I wanted to highlight some of these, some of these programs. And again, and we're going we're gonna to highlight these here in just a minute or two. But, you know, autism and, and within a family and a child, remember, all different types of income levels, political persuasions, careers, it defies geographics, psychographic, everything, everything. We see, we see people who are just like us and their children have autism. We see people that are completely opposite and their children have autism. So that's why it's important to, to talk about these programs, uh, scholarships, grants, opportunities, uh, because no matter what, people need help. And I'll tell you this, too. You know, as we see the prevalence of autism increase, and it has significantly, uh, significantly over the last uh, several years, decade by a mile, but, you know, when these children become 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 21, they spill out into the community. If, if they haven't been given the best shot, the best opportunity, if their parents haven't been given the best opportunity, then they spill out into the community. And what happens then? Well, it can be challenging for local businesses, local entrepreneurs, law enforcement, community leaders, public policy makers, just everyday citizens, you and I. So we want everybody to get the best chance, the best opportunity, so that when they enter society, if they can, to be able to have as much function as possible, to be able to not only succeed in society, because being successful in society, of course, is different perspectives. But, you know, you talk about the pursuit of happiness. It's not just happiness for, for, for the child. It's also for the family. They want to see their children do something. And that looks different for everybody, but we still want the opportunity. So that's why we talk about these things, and that's why it's important. Thank you to our title sponsor, Warrior Mom, Tracy Slepsevic. The book is warriormom.org. This is a great book. The uh, headline of the book is A Mother's Journey in Healing Her Son with Autism. Warriormom.org. Uh, I know Tracy. I know her family, her son, who she wrote this book about. It really is a remarkable experience in what Tracy did to immediately get to work and get results for her son. And that's what she did. She got results for her son. Um, she didn't take kind of the status quo checklist. And, you know, they'll give it to you. Hey, your, your son or daughter has autism. Here's the manual. And as they say... No child with autism is the same. Well, neither should the manual be, right? There really shouldn't be a manual. Sometimes you have to go off script and write your own. Warrior Mom. The book is warriormom.org. It's available now. And I hope you'll go to uh, Tracy's website, warriormom.org. Connect with her on socials. She's doing a lot of speaking uh, across the country, even internationally. She's putting together the Autism Health Summit, which is autismhealth.com. That's Tracy Slepsevic, the Warrior Mom. Also, our friends 
at the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach. Uh, this is our premier date night location. First off, this is a phenomenal family business that has been in operation. And I'm just talking about the original Krabby Bills uh, over 40 years. But they are partners in the DailyAutism.com platform. They are um, they, they truly they truly invest in the community that they serve, and we appreciate that as special needs parents. And you know we've gotten a lot of messages over the last month of other special needs parents saying, "Hey, we really appreciate you guys highlighting Krabby Bills. It's been a favorite of ours and our families forever. But just to know that they support your guys' platform makes us feel better." And so we say, "Yeah, go to date night there. Special needs parents have to go out." You have to have fun. You have to socialize. You still need that. You, by the way, you deserve that. So we do that at Krabby Bills. Live music every single day. Something about a tropical paradise. You know, hey, you know, Melissa and I, we gotta, we have to escape this this every day. Uh, you know, grind. It's a grind. It's a challenge. It's, it's, we need it. We need to do it, right? But you also need to, to make some time. So we do that at the original Krabby Bills, Indian Rock Speech, and uh, for those uh, in our audience who are out of Florida, out of state, or even out of the country, so many of you come here, and so we'd love to see you at the original Krabby Bill's Indian Rock speech. Also, America's Autism Hotline. You can get all the details on that at dailyautism.com or listen directly, 877-344-ATSM. Products and services from the entrepreneurs of autism that serve the autism families. That is America's only autism Hotline. And also one of our newest community sponsors, My Salon Suites in Largo, Florida. These are great people, again, investing in the community that they serve. Really proud to have their support on the dailyautism.com platform, uh, My Salon Suite in Largo. And we're highlighting Kim Taylor as one of their premier stylists. Kim has many, many years of experience. Um, in the hair business. I'm going to give you her number here in a second, but I just want to highlight some of her career expertise, ironically, one of which is highlights. Uh, also, low lights, baby lights, color, glossing, and Kim also services women and men. Uh, she offers that complimentary consultation and with that offers a $20 gift card towards any color service. So that's Kim Taylor, my salon suite in Largo, and her number is 727-266-8099. Again, thanks to my salon suite. Very appreciative of their support on our dailyautism.com platform. And welcome back to the Daily Autism Radio Show. You can connect with us at dailyautism.com. Connections to all of our social channels are there. Email, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, which we have uh, really, really been growing that platform. So many great autism parents on the TikTok platform. Uh, And we do it old school, too. We've got an autism hotline, which you can connect to there. Email. However you would like to connect and have conversations, we are available there at dailyautism.com. Okay, we talked about the need for highlighting many of the programs, opportunities, resources, scholarships, grants available for autism families. So I wanted to highlight a couple of them specifically. And if you missed it, the, the, the reason why the need is really basic, basic financials. It, 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 it's a basic fiscal need. You know, earlier in the show, we mentioned 
the cost of, of raising a child, non-special needs, non-autistic in America, about 13500 a year. The cost of raising a child with autism, a little over $85,000 a year. Okay, these are annual charges. It is in the millions now for parents to raise a child with autism from birth to 17. In the millions. So you think about all of these costs. Where do families get the money? Where where do you get, and it's not even the money. Where do you just get the basic, simple things that your child needs, not wants? You know, we said this this isn't about playing on the premier exclusive travel baseball team plus tournaments, plus travel, plus equipment. It goes on and on and on. I know our, our kids play sports. It adds up quick. But Cal, our artistic kid, you know, that's, that's, that's the farthest thing from my mind. We have, we have basic, basic needs, basic human needs. We're trying to improve his function as best we can, create a great environment, safe environment for him, as many, most all autistic um, parent, parents of autism are, are trying to do. Let's, let's look at this scholarship here in Florida. I think this is really good. It's called Step Up for Students. And what this is, by the way, it's available for kids from three, from three and then to 23. So really from kids to adults. It is called Step Up for Students. And I don't want to tie you down with a bunch of websites and everything, but Step Up for Students if you start doing the research, it'll, it'll lead you in the right direction. This used to be called the Gardner Scholarship, but now it's Step Up for Students. And what this does for students with, with, with unique abilities, okay, and that's the portion of this scholarship that you should be interested in if you're a special needs parent, Step Up for Students' unique abilities, is you can use this, this grant money, this scholarship money. This is not money that needs to be paid back, okay? This is, this is a scholarship you can use it to attend a therapy center or a specialized school that accepts this grant. There are many across Florida, especially in the Tampa Bay area. Also, they have an opportunity called My Scholarship, which is part of the program. You don't need to research that separately. That's part of the Step Up for Students Unique Abilities Scholarship. But what that is is access to it, – it's basically a storefront. It's a website you go, and you have access to several different – product stores where you can get things for your child could be safety things could be an ipad could be a laptop could be mats we have crash mats in our house for cal you know a place for him to lay and kind of roll around um we've gotten you know i say furniture but you know floor chairs floor mats trampolines those in-home trampolines he loves that. It's been one of his, really his favorite things, kind of his own little space, you know, and he's getting the sensory, all the sensory vibes out of that as well. So um, I, I really recommend parents to look into that, whether you're looking to go to a, to a, to a, private, a privatized uh, organization for education um, or, or therapies, um, or you're interested more in the My, scholarship, uh, My Scholar Shop aspect of it, or both. But it's the step up for students scholarship okay step up for students and this would obviously be for students with unique abilities they offer a couple different uh, types of scholarships but you know if you're talking about autism and a diagnosis and intellectual disabilities it's step up for students and it's the ua the unique abilities uh, aspect of the scholarship highly recommend that and i will say i will say there is there is a a date a deadline on that which i believe is coming up at the end of july 
So we're about there. So I would get on this uh, soon. You can you can fill everything out online. It's a pretty streamlined process. And, um, you know, then it's kind of one of those things they email you back, you know, whether you're accepted or not. I will say part part of this is if your child is enrolled in public school, they will not qualify for this scholarship. So something to consider. Um, and, you know, we, we know special needs uh, families who some of their kids are in a public school with an IEP, um, but they're in an ASD program. And other families have elected not to do that. And, you know, they have in-home therapies or they're at a specialized center during the day. So, you know, it, it depends on your situation, but obviously step up for students. Um, you won't qualify if you are enrolled in a public school ASD program. But it's a great it's a great alternative. It's a great opportunity, depending on your family situation. Step up for students in Florida. Now I want to turn to a federal program, SSI. You may be going, well, that sounds kind of familiar. Well, it's part of Social Security. And a lot of people say, well, wait a minute, you know, my child is, you know, four, five, eight, 10, 12, whatever. How could they possibly, possibly get, you know, Social Security? Well, there's a program from SSI, Social Security, which is disability benefits. So some people call it SSID. And basically what this is, and again, it's similar to Social Security, but it's for children under 18. If they have a physical or mental condition that seriously limits his or her activities, uh, you are going to need a diagnosis, uh, an official medical diagnosis. A lot of people ask, oh, well, you know, my child gets an IEP. Well, that's that's different. That's different than than a medical diagnosis. So I invite you to look into that. I think it's important. I will say that there are you know, th- this is income dependent. So not everybody is going to get it. It does depend on income. Um but that said, it is, it's a program and it's an opportunity. Many special needs uh, families, parents specifically, either lose income because they've had a change in careers or some lose their career altogether. And I think everybody would, would agree that that is a very cruel way to lose your career. You have to take care of your, of, of your child. You know, they have, they have a, a condition, a serious condition that that needs immediate attention. A lot of times, these are these are life saving decisions. My child needs me, and some children with autism need care twenty four seven. And even if you have in home therapies and you have therapists coming, you know you, you they require a parent to be on premises as they should. There has to be an adult in the home if a ther- a therapist is there. It's kind of hard to go into your boss, you know, and say, hey, listen, I've had some changes in my life. I'm not going to be able to come to work anymore. Um, but, you know, can I still can I still have my job? It's tough. It's it's very tough. So Social Security Disability Insurance, SSDI, is there. Uh, and the best really avenue to start that or at least research that process is through the Social Security Administration. Just find out. Just do research on your local office and start that process again. Income dependent, so it does depend on on your income um, for that for for that program. That of course is a, is a federal program, but you want to call the office that's closest to you in your state for SSDI. Another opportunity for parents of autism. I think this one really really has some upside uh, for nearly everybody, and that is the Pell Grant. And a lot of people say, oh, I've heard of Pell Grant. You know, it's, it's been in the news lately with, 
you know, college loans and forgiving college loans, which, you know, the Supreme Court has ruled that's not happening. But but a Pell Grant is not a loan. It is an opportunity, though, for somebody to go and finish their four year college degree and be compensated in some aspects to do it. And people will say, well, why would they do that? What does that mean? Well, if you go back to school, let's say you're a parent and, you know, autism with your child has changed your life, which it has for so many, me included. So you have to kind of rewire your life. You have to redesign what life is going to look like. You might need some new education. You might need some new skills, some new training, some new certifications. You can get that at your local colleges. And for a lot of parents with uh, children with autism, I say, well, well, research a Pell Grant because Pell Grants can pay you. And I mean, pay you. It's money in your pocket to cover room and board. So, you know, think about rent. Think about the mortgage. Think about the utilities, Internet. These are basic needs that we need in, in, in America in 2023, really the world mostly. So research the Pell Grant. It does not have to be paid back. There are um, some income benchmarks that you need to hit. And so a Pell Grant, you know, uh, some people will get more than others. Some won't qualify at all. You know, if you make a, a really sizable income, you won't qualify. But for those of you who have had a change in career, um, and by the way, the Pell Grant really specifically has nothing to do with autism or special needs. It just gives anybody seeking that higher education, that four-year education, an opportunity to be compensated during your, your semesters. And again, there are some benchmarks of, you know, going to school full-time. But one of the great things, many of these colleges are now offering fully online degrees or certification programs. And that, in fact, is covered by Pell Grant. So you can be home, which many autism parents have to be home. You can get that education. And you can get some money that will help you cover, that will help you cover some of these expenses, which maybe before the autism diagnosis wasn't a problem. Maybe you had a dual-income family or maybe a single-income family, but it was big enough to cover the rest of the family, but then autism, an autism diagnosis in your child. So again, the Pell Grant does not have to be repaid. There are some benchmarks and qualifications, as there should be. You've got to maintain um, a certain, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't get money as a Pell Grant and just not go to school or fail. You know, it doesn't work like that, but think about what this has done. And I've talked with some parents too, uh, who, who have kids who are special needs. It's, yeah, I, I went, I got my degree. It helped a lot. It helped a lot. I was paid every semester. I went full time. And, you know, I think the max on a Pell Grant now is, is something about $7,300 a year. You break that down by the month, but I got to tell you, that's, you know, for parents of autism, that's money. That's a, that, that's a bill. That's a significant bill. And just the opportunity to kind of reinvent yourself and maybe to get that career that you need to work from home or get a certification. A lot of these colleges, too, it's not just degrees, four-year degrees or associate degrees. A lot of them offer programs um, that you can get out with some skills and training, something that you couldn't have done before. And the Pell Grants, uh, in some of those cases, will also apply. So you want to look into a Pell Grant. They're going to have you fill out a form called a FAFSA, and that basically is just kind of an audit on you, you know, your age, where you live, and, you know, do you want to go to school full-time, where you're looking at going to school. I think before you do any of that, I would contact the college or university you're interested in going to. And, you know, you, you, can, you can talk to the admissions, and they may send you to a financial aid department and just say, 
listen, here's my situation. Um, I'm a special needs parent and I'm looking for a Pell Grant. I need to get a degree or get some training. What can I do? I want to work. Uh, I want to study online, you know, or maybe not. Maybe you want to go and can go in, in person and you can do that too. But I think the best thing is just to really, really lay out your customized situation so that they can give you kind of a customized plan of how to do that. So I offer that up to people because that's something that really is getting an investment in yourself. You may be able to find a career, get some training that may take you through the rest of your life and most importantly, provide for your family and your special needs child if you have a special needs child. So that's a Pell Grant. And uh, that is something I would seriously look into. Actually, I've known families where both the, where both the mom and dad have both done it simultaneously. And, you know, they had their careers, but they knew that there were going to be changes and they had to get some education. So they both qualified for, for Pell Grants or certain levels of Pell Grant. Like I said, not everybody's going to get the entire thing. Some, some may not get any, but many will get something with the Pell Grant. So that's something to, to consider as well. And I think that could be a real asset for, for any family. And if you have questions, concerns, ideas, just think it out loud. Feel free to reach out to us at dailyautism.com. All of the ways to connect to us uh, are there on the platform at dailyautism.com. And this, by the way, is not an exhaustive list. I just didn't want to overwhelm you with an entire show of websites and links and email addresses and Facebook pages. But this is a good starting point, a good jump off for some opportunities at scholarships, uh, grants, federal programs for parents of autism. And if uh, you yourself are not, but maybe you have a, a family member who is, is going through this, a coworker, anybody, uh, feel free to direct them to us, dailyautism.com. And uh, we are happy to share all of the information that we have been able to sponge over the last few years. It is not easy. It is very frustrating. Um, and, and it is frustrating because you're, you're researching this, you're doing this stuff, but you're also dealing with part of the challenges of life that come with autism and being a parent of a special needs child. So we are happy to lighten that load if we can, and at least just, just supply information, um, the information that, that we have and that we research and continue to research and analyze. And to be quite honest, we're lucky. We have a lot of people that, you know, since we've developed this platform, uh, who now just send us updates and info. So it really is, um, uh, it's what we want to do. Um, it's become purposeful really to, to share all of this stuff with you. I want to touch on this here as the show winds down, and I come at this with, I'm not even really sure what my opinion is on it, but because so much of our audience asks us about it, sends us messages and, you know, emails and texts and everything, I, want to, I do want to talk about it. It's, it's almost impossible now to not watch something on TV or stream a show or, or stream a sports game or even get on social media and not see these autism lawsuits. And probably the most popular now, well, two of them, I would say, is the Tylenol lawsuit and the Gerber baby lawsuit. And, you know, what they are marketing, in a sense, is if you're a mother and you took Tylenol during your pregnancy, reach out to us. And these are, these are private law firms. Or, you know, if you're a parent with an autistic child and your child had Gerber baby food, reach out to us. And the intimation is that you may be owed some compensation, depending on how these court cases wind up, if they ever wind up. And these are what's called class, uh, class action lawsuits. And so 
my, my purpose in this really for you is again, and it's, I'm trying to come at this as somebody with not a big opinion on this because I haven't done a tremendous amount of research or at least the research that I've done has wound up in very different places. You have to understand a class action lawsuit, you know, you are a part of the lawsuit. So you are um, enjoined with a group of people. If there is compensation, it will be you and those people. And most likely the attorneys will be paid out first. So I have a lot of people asking us and messaging us and talking about these, these very well-marketed class action lawsuits in regards to autism. And unfortunately, the best advice, and I think it's the best advice, is that you must research this until you're beat down exhausted. And I know you're going, wait a minute, I'm already beat down exhausted. I know, but it's very important. So even if you have to call an attorney that's not involved with one of the firms that may be, you know, that may be a stakeholder in this, you might, you might want to do that. Maybe you have a friend who's an attorney or a connection with somebody who's an attorney. You may want to pay the 30 minute or hourly fee and say, what are my options with this? If there is an option, what I'm trying to get you to do is to understand and appreciate the rules of the game in a class action lawsuit. Aside from the, the, the intricate part of the specifics of the lawsuit and whether somebody was at fault and responsible, aside from that, I really want you to understand what a class action lawsuit is all about. And then there may be some value, significant value for you. There also may not be. But since so much of, uh, like I said, anybody who's consuming media is, is talking about this, I wanted to offer that out to you before you or your family considered going down that road. That said, that is our daily autism radio show for the day. Thanks again to our wonderful community sponsors, WarriorMom.org, the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach, My Salon Suite in Largo, Florida, and America's only autism hotline. And of course, we will see you online 24-7 at DailyAutism.com, where you can connect with all of our socials there. And we'd love to have the conversation with you, dailyautism.com.